Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and let me tell you what, if you're listening to our show today, you chose a good day to listen, because our guest today is not only known nationally, she is a firecracker. That is the only word I could use to describe her. She still has the passion that so many have lost in the disability area. Isn't that sad for me to say? But it is my honor to have a national champion, a civil rights leader on our show today, Ms. Marsha Blanca, the executive director of Achieva. She is the president and CEO of one of the most successful not-for-profit organizations in the United States. Marsha, welcome to the show. Oh, Joyce, as always, you are just too kind. And those of you who are regular listeners uh, know that our, our real champion is Joyce Bender, who does just so much for people with disabilities, including hosting Disability Matters. Great to be here, Joyce. Oh, wonderful to have you. Wonderful to have you, uh, Marsha. And maybe you can begin by telling our listeners throughout North America what caused you to become an advocate. Joyce, as with so many of us in this field, uh, I grew up in a family with family members with disabilities. And I'm one of those very fortunate people who knew very early on in my life uh, what I wanted to do uh, professionally and where I wanted to put my energies, and that's to improve uh, supports and services and, and life generally for people with disabilities. So I was really born into this, and as I grew on and uh, went on through college, uh, I've always had friends with disabilities, and uh, find some of those friendships to be the most enduring things in my life. Well, that you know what it. I always tell people, of course, I have epilepsy and I have a hearing loss, and that you know, I wish it didn't take that happening to me to make me so aware of what was going on. And I frequently tell people, and I hope it won't take that someone in your family has a disability or where you yourself acquired disability for, for you to have that big wake-up call. But um, it is refreshing, Marcia, to have you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when you are so passionate about these issues. Uh, thank, you. thank you. So how about if we begin by telling our listeners two things. First, the website for Achieva, and what is the main mission of Achieva? Uh, Achieva is is easy to reach, and we're just in redesign of our website, but it is uh, www.achieva.info, I-N-F-O. Achieva is spelled A-C-H-I-E-V-A. And, Joyce, uh, we just have... I love that name, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and here at Achieva, we simply celebrate the abilities of people every day. That's... Uh, our part of our tagline, that's what we stand for in our community. Uh, locally, we were founded over 50 years ago 
as an affiliate and chapter of the ARC of the United States. Uh, I'm sure that some of your listeners are familiar with the ARC. It's actually uh, the eighth largest charity in the entire United States, and we have ARC chapters uh, throughout the country, and uh, they are a resource for individuals with disabilities and their families. Uh, locally, when we were founded, our founding members, all of whom were parents, brothers, and sisters of uh, people with significant disabilities, decided that they wanted to create a network of support from birth and through um, latter years. And in doing so, we distinguished ourselves from uh, some other service providers, uh, many of whom choose a given niche in the field, that is to say vocational training and placement, or perhaps early intervention working with very young children. Uh, our chapter very early on decided that it wanted to be a resource of lifelong supports and services and to be there with uh, whatever it takes uh, for whatever a person uh, needs or wishes in terms of support. So we do a broad array of supports beginning, actually uh, we, we do some counseling uh, prenatally uh, for moms and dads who uh, may know that they are going to have a baby with disabilities. One of our largest supports is early intervention. And uh, from birth to three years of age throughout western Pennsylvania, last year we saw 2,800 little ones through physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, speech and hearing, developmental therapy. And I just love the natural environments and the supports in which uh, we get these little ones started, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in, in unbelievably great ways. Uh, our supports uh, also include advocacy, educational advocacy to assist people in getting everything that they can uh, out of their educational system and the adult support system. We have one of the largest respite services in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, supporting hundreds of families who um, need that occasional break in uh, their day-to-day -day support for their son or daughter. We have residential supports, apartment living, independent living, where we have staff uh, assisting people with some of their daily tasks. We have uh, vocational training and placement services for over 500 individuals on a daily basis. We're supporting uh, in now primarily real jobs for real pay in the real world. Uh, so we really have just a host and uh, gamut of services that are individually designed according to uh, what, what the customer wants. Wow, I know you do so much. I mean, you, you offer so many services and have been so successful doing this. It is unbelievable. And you know what? There's just seems like there's never enough you can be doing. Well, when an organization accepts uh, what we call, Joyce, uh, self-determination, uh, that is to say when you believe that each person, of course, is very different in terms of the things that they may want to accentuate in their lives, the things that they may want to learn or pursue. And when you couple that with the real belief that there is a customer out there 
Um, I think that, that so much of our support system and our uh, service providers uh, still think in what I consider to be older terms. Um, that is to say, you design a program and then you go out and you find individuals to fit into what we used to call slots. Um, that, that is so passe and, and uh, old style. Our entire organization embraced many, many, many years ago um, the fact that the individual with disabilities is a customer. And we work very, very hard to individualize, according to that person's wishes, uh, any support or service that they may need or want. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's tough to do it that way, but guess what? We, we believe it's the right thing to do. Well, I have a question from uh, an email question from a listener in Maine, Tony, who says to you, Dear Ms. Blanco, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to speak to you, and I'm so happy that you are working to advocate for all of us with disabilities. My question to you is, what is your opinion on the proposed crisis in the area of Medicaid? Wow. Um, that is a crisis for all of us. I suppose the only bit of good news that I have is that last week, uh, a large number of senators and representatives, both Republicans and Democrats, have asked the Bush administration to not move any further toward the cuts that have been proposed by the administration. Um, so, so I think the good news, Tony, is that um, we're getting some pushback now by Congress in that uh, all of us have uh, analyzed these proposed cuts and know that they could be devastating to supports and services that people need uh, not only to live a real life, but in some cases to even live. Uh, the proposed cuts are, uh, once again, draconian. Um, and, and we all need to unite as a community to be constantly in touch, um, particularly at this time with our senators and our congressmen um, who are beginning to hear the real-life stories of what some of these cuts could bring about in terms of uh, real lives. Um, and, and, Joyce, I'd love to hear your opinion also, but my feeling is uh, we've got this, uh, if not on the run, we, we're, we're walking in the right direction with Congress now um, uh, writing letters to the administration and saying we better rethink this one. Yes, my comment about this is, as all of you know, Medicaid is really the core or the lifeline for people with disabilities when it comes to access for health care and other forms of long-term support. And Medicaid is the nation's largest program. It serves more than 7.5 million low-income Americans with disabilities. My opinion is that there's no safety right now. You... I think things are much better, and I think they are sort of causing pause. But you can't rest. You need to do what Marcia said. You need to write letters and call your congressman and senator all the time, giving examples of why this would be devastating. Because the more that they hear from you, the greater chance they're going to say, wait, we need, we need to rethink this a little bit. Don't you think so, Marcia? I, I, I absolutely do, and... 
you know, Medicaid, is, as Joyce has just said, permeates every single uh, long-term support for people uh, with disabilities. Everything from uh, attendant care to vocational training, even early intervention is now heavily funded uh, for those newborns through Medicaid. Uh, We cannot, as a disabilities community, allow these cuts to come down in the ways that uh, the Bush administration uh, has, has proposed the cuts. Yes, and whether you increase the cost of premiums, of, you know, which you contribute to the premiums or deductibles, or, or whether you reduce services. Remember, disability and poverty frequently go hand in hand. They certainly do. Speak up. Speak up. Don't sit back. Get fired up. This is Joyce Bender talking to Marsha Blanco, a true champion in the United States for people with disabilities, and you're listening to America's Voice on voiceamerica.com with Disability Matters. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back. And if you just joined us, I'm talking to Marsha Blanca, the president 
and CEO of Achieva and a real fighter for all of us with disabilities. And speaking of that, I have to send out a special hello to Yoshiko and I Dare Dart, who just have sent me so many wonderful cards. And, of course, I Dare was on the show recently. And you know, as you can see, we have someone right here in Pennsylvania, Marsha, who is leading on for us and believes in the empowerment, Yoshiko, of all people with disabilities. So, Marsha, I have a quick question before we move on. If someone wants to make a donation to Achieva, how do they do that? Uh, they can do it via the the Internet easily through, uh, uh, again, our website, www.achieva.info. Thanks, Joyce. Oh, and make sure if you're listening, you know, do you ever wonder about making a donation to someone and are they really using the money the right way? This organization is, and you'll hear more about that as the show goes on. But, Marsha, I know that right now there are thousands of adults and children with disabilities who are right now on waiting lists for services from Achieva. Can you talk about what that means? Well, this is a, a nationwide problem, as, as you know, Joyce. We have tens of thousands of people uh, across the country who continue to sit on lists waiting for services and waiting for their opportunity to receive support. Regrettably, as you uh, stated earlier, you know, Medicaid is a major funding source um, of supports for people with disabilities, everything from, again, vocational training to early intervention to personal assistance. Um, those supports and services um, are not available to everyone. They are available only to the extent that the state puts up funds that are then matched by the federal government. And uh, we have not a state in the country that does not have uh, waiting lists for the variety of supports and services that help people to lead uh, real, real lives. Um, devastating circumstances out there, particularly uh, for uh, family members who are aging and adult sons and daughters who are still living at home and waiting for their real crack at life. We have in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, we have had a multi-year campaign work with our governors as well as uh, the legislature toward eradication of this waiting list. But uh, we have some 20,000 uh, people waiting for a variety of supports and services just in, in Pennsylvania. Um, and I think the most tragic things that we see are you know an 80-year-old mother uh, living with a son, 56 years of age, uh, who requires a great deal of assistance in his tasks of daily living, still trying to help him in and out of the tub for a bath. I mean, th these circumstances are real, um, and we just have to keep working uh, across the country with our governors and state legislators to adequately fund uh, supports and services. Now, what, uh, ha what has to occur for that person to not be on the waiting list? Usually, they have to be without any care, uh, i.e., um, if that 80-year-old mother should pass away, then typically the state will step in and uh, will provide um, the supports that the individual may need. 
But uh, oh, this is a tragedy that's oh, just terrible. growing and growing. Um, we do see hope. When I spoke earlier of uh, self-determination, some of the newer things that we're doing, money follows the person. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to, to, to grease uh, the wheels in this system to make things as efficient as possible. The delivery of supports and services, the individualization. Uh, it is the case that if we can get in there for the individuals who are still living um, in their home, the natural environment, and provide the minimal supports that they need uh, to hold on. Um, we need to redesign some of the older mechanisms um, that we have in place that are that are very expensive uh, in order to make room uh, for individuals who are in desperate need. With money follows the person. Now, how will that apply to you and the people you work with? Well, money follows the person is, uh, thank goodness, now embraced at uh, the federal level, and we have numbers of states uh, demonstrating that the funding that helps to support people need not be locked up in an agency or an organization that's providing the support. That funding should probably be recognized as funding that is available for the individual to choose the supports that he or she may want from any provider or a neighbor or a family member. With Money Follows the Person, um, the individual actually has an individual budget, and they may expend those funds as they wish, and if they're not pleased with a particular support or service that they may be getting, for instance, through an agency, they can take their funding with them, as they, any, any real customer does, and you may purchase different types of supports or services from different agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be uh, less expensive in the long run, rather than um, our more traditional mechanism of locking the funding uh, into a particular organization or agency. And when is that to be implemented? Well, we do have quite a number of states implementing it, and uh, here in Pennsylvania, we have had um, uh, individual budgets for some time, and that allows the person to experience a variety of choices of not only types of supports, but also the uh, entity or individuals who provide those supports. Because the key thing is for us to get that information out to people. Do you know what I mean? so that they know about this, that this is now available. I heard um, McClellan announce this at the ADA celebration on July 26th, and it was really wonderful to hear this. But uh, as was mentioned to me, the key thing now is for other people to know about this. That and Joyce, we still have large amounts of uh, funding locked up in institutional settings. And I think that we have yet to see the real promise of the Supreme Court's Olmstead decision. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of states are still working on the mechanics. They're working with smaller numbers. But the vast majority of people with significant disabilities are living in our communities uh, with all of the rest of us. But 
we still have the most of our funding um, at very, very high per diems uh, locked up in, in institutional settings. And, of course, the Olmstead decision um, should allow those individuals who are currently living in institutions and who would prefer to have their supports closer to their families, nearer to their communities, um, and they should be able to bring that funding out with them. Yes. I know Bob Kaska spoke about this. He received an award from uh, AAPD on July 26th, but he also was there to hear Mark McClellan, the CMS administrator, talk about, uh, you know, money follows the person and, and how wonderful it is. Uh, but, but just as you're saying, so much of this money is still tied up and we need to do something about it. Well, we've got to get the gears moving. I mean, we've got uh, now the, the, the concepts are well established. Um, they, they are more and more accepted um, among uh, organizations and, and professionals and, of course, by self-advocates and their families. Uh, we now get to get, need to get these gears moving. And uh, that's one of my frustrations as an advocate, Joyce, as you know. Um, this is a very slow system. And um, we, we, it's, it's advocacy that's going to make the changes. You and I know that. No doubt about it. Got to speak up. No doubt about that. And, Marcia, you do that. As a matter of fact, I wanted to talk for a moment about the Family Trust and Achieva, which I am so proud of, and, and I believe it is so important. This is an example of an organization and a leader. We're so lucky to have Marcia standing up and doing the right thing. Would you mind sharing with our listeners about your Family Trust? Oh, I'd, I'd love to, Joyce. Uh, the Family Trust is a, uh, a service um, run through Achieva. It has, of course, an independent uh, board. The trust acts as uh, the conduit and allows individuals, their family members, to place their private funds uh, into a pooled trust. That pooled tr trust is protected by federal legislation um, from invasion by government or offset by government and Essentially, it allows an individual to continue to receive the supports that they would otherwise receive through government, but through placing funds into the family trust, those funds can augment a person to lead a, a help them to lead a, a real and meaningful life. As you know, and I've heard uh, many times on, on your show, Joyce, I mean, it's, it's shameful to me that people with significant disabilities in this country um, are forced to live a life of poverty in order to get the health care and the long-term supports that they may need to lead their life. Um, and, and, in fact, anything, any asset over about $2,000 can disqualify you uh, for Medicaid and the supports that it can provide. Through the Family Trust, you can place additional funds uh, into the trust, you may use them uh, in whatever way you wish uh, throughout a lifetime or for a special purchase, and those funds that are placed into the family trust are not counted as uh, an asset that would otherwise disqualify you for government-funded supports. 
We have uh, over 1,200 people uh, from throughout the country participating in uh, the Family Trust and uh, investments of over $25 million to help to improve people's lives. $25 million. Oh, wonderful. Helping people to build their own homes and um, to to access uh, uh, all kinds of things that enrich their lives. And if you want to know more about that, call in or send us an email. You're listening to Joyce Bender talking to Marsha Blanco on Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer for a feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're talking to a real champion, Marsha Blanco, the president and... CEO of Achieva, and I think we have a caller on the line right now. Charlie, are you on the line? Yes, I am, ma'am. How are you? Nice to hear from you, Charlie. Well, nice to be here. Hi, Marsha. How are you? Hi, I'm very well, Charlie. Uh, I was, uh, I guess I called in at a pretty uh, good time because I thought I just heard you talking about the pool trust situation that you have at Achieva. Yes. Uh, and I know that in the um, work and the people that I come across, they hear the word trust and they have a sense that that's only for 
very wealthy people. Uh, can you sort of explain the concept of the pooled trust and why it's a very attractive uh, situation for you know general families? Uh, yes, um, the the uh, family trust uh, here in Pittsburgh um, accepts um, a minimum of five hundred dollars you can place into the trust to become uh, a participant. The family trust actually then acts as, um, and we have highly qualified folks who act as case managers for folks who are out of state in different parts of Pennsylvania. Uh, we engage and hire um, sort of a personal advocate who helps you figure out um, not only how to negotiate and get everything that you should be getting through, through uh, government-funded supports and services, but also assist you in identifying those things that could really improve your life. Uh, we have individuals um, who participate in the family trust, as I said, at a minimum of $500. We also have individuals who uh, have uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars placed in the family trust. But the whole mechanism is one of really getting to know the individual helping them to achieve everything that they uh, need uh, through government-funded supports and services, uh, helping them develop the informal networks that are so, so important uh, to, to a person's life and well-being, and then uh, helping the person to identify those things that they would uh, like to spend their own money on to augment uh, supports and services. Um, again, I... I uh, the beautiful things, brothers and sisters who haven't seen each other in years because they're living at different parts of the country, and uh, we've had requests simply for a companion and um, flight arrangements uh, so that people can reconnect. These are things that you typically would not get through Medicaid-funded supports, but that you can do uh, through a properly constructed pool trust. And is it a one-time contribution, or are you able to contribute at any time if um, somebody wanted to contribute to the trust? At any time and in small amounts. Uh, we even, Charlie, uh, have individuals who uh, will occasionally go over um, the amount that they are permitted to earn in a given month, um, and it, you know, could be a disqualifier for Social Security. You can even place those uh, additional funds uh, into the family trust in order to continue to qualify for uh, your government-funded benefits. And the other aspect is, of course, the legal work of creating the trust has obviously already been done by Achieva. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we initially, um, we're, we're just so blessed here in Pittsburgh to have such generosity in our community. We went out and, and raised about a million and a half dollars to uh, go through all of the necessary work to establish uh, the trust. That's great. I wanted to just mention, I think that was really a good point that Charlie brought up about that you don't have to be you know, don't be listening to this and think these people are all millionaires or make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, there are some people that are wealthy, but there are also people who have contributed very little or a small amount but still want to be part of this. Isn't that correct, Marcia? That's correct. That's correct. And what it does is solve a problem, of course, that many families 
faced for, for all of these years, uh, attorneys used to tell you um, uh, that one of the solutions was to disinherit uh, a son or daughter with significant disabilities so as not to interfere with uh, their government-funded benefits. Um, and, and that didn't always work. I mean, you could, uh, if there were a brother and sister, and the brother had significant disabilities, um, the sister is married, you could, uh, of course, leave an inheritance to the sister with the arrangement that she would care for her brother. But over the years, we certainly ran into, you know, the sister gets divorced. And what the family expected would be there to help to support the brother with disabilities uh, is no longer there. Um, so this is... Um, Part of a solution, you know, folks, uh, one of the nagging questions that we know is always out there for families is what's going to happen to my son or daughter with disabilities when I'm no longer here to care for them? Um, I'm convinced that there is no single answer. Uh, the family trust and the pool trust mechanism is part of uh, a piece of the puzzle that needs to be put together to give families assurance that uh, supports and services will continue and that their son or daughter will continue to lead a good life. Well, and the last point I'll make on this topic is that the, traditionally the real concern in the community was always who is actually going to be handling this money, can you trust them, and you heard stories from decades ago of lawyers running off with the money and such. The beauty of Achieva is clearly the sense that you have people that you can trust, You've got professionals who are actually running the investments as well as doing the advocacy. So um, I think that the other uh, historical concern uh, is doesn't exist anymore, and that's a, a great advantage um, to using a place like Achieva. Well, I think the other beautiful thing is we've got a, an extremely solid board of trustees that, of course, oversees all of the policy and, and work as a family trust. And about 80% of the people on that board are people with disabilities or immediate family members. Well, um, I you know I'm proud to be involved with Achieva. I truly am. And, Charlie, it is always nice to hear your voice. And listeners, later this year you'll be hearing his voice for one hour whenever I tell him. <laughs> to be on the radio show, because this is a man behind the scenes, a humble man behind the scenes, who is working so hard to help people with disabilities. So, Charlie, thank you for calling in. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. All Great right, to have speak a good with day. you. You know, Marsha, I'm really glad he brought that point up, because sometimes people, when they hear this, they get the wrong idea. So I'm glad he asked that question. Yes. And, and Charlie Hammerman is who I'm talking about, folks. Charlie Hammerman is really a great person, calling in, asking these questions. And let me tell you what, he's already a leader in this country. He's just one of those behind-the-scenes people who is doing so much to help people with disabilities. And I know, Marcia, you've met him before, and I know you know his legacy also. Well, his legacy, and and I uh, must mention um, the legacy of of his late uncle, Burton Blatt, Mm -hmm. who influenced so many of us in this field, and I am just, I'm on pins and needles as uh, Charlie is working now uh, to form the basics of the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University. I have, with, with such entrepreneurial spirit and surrounding himself with such great people, 
I know that it is already a hotbed of some of our best and most creative thinking in this field. And uh, Charlie is going to teach us uh, so much more about better ways to do things and innovative ways to do things. I, uh, I couldn't be more excited. I agree with you. We're lucky to have him. And I was very honored to meet him through a very good friend of mine who you know, Andy Imperato. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, done so much to help AAPD and many groups. He's just really a great person. Mm-hmm. Marsha, I want to talk for a moment about Achieva. Because I know that in southwestern Pennsylvania, Achieva is the sixth largest organization of its type ranked among human and social services groups. But I want to also mention that I know that you have been rated number one in many areas where I've where they talk about best-run uh, nonprofit organizations. My question is, what do you attribute to that, and have you ever considered mentoring or teaching other people who run nonprofits how to be successful? Well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you're very, very kind. I, I, you know, I, I attribute it to just an, an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, this is an organization that, at, at the core of its beliefs, um, knows that we are on a, a grand journey together, a grand journey toward uh, real and, and totally inclusive uh, lives of people who don't have disabilities and people who have disabilities. And I believe we're on still the early stages of, of this journey. I, I truly believe that any professional who tells you that they know what they're doing in the field of disabilities is, uh, is, is not being honest. Um, we are all learning together. When we talk about the mechanisms, that, you know, money follows the person, when we talk about self-determination, these are all relatively new concepts. And I think much of the field still struggles with taking these concepts and making them real. Uh, inertia is... Uh, something that is not uh, uh, foreign to the field of supports for people with disabilities. Um, in fact, uh, I think that there are many fellow professionals who would just be fine to uh, continue to do things as they did them 20 or 30 years ago. Um, this organization is just entrepreneurial through our trustees, through everybody around us, through the staff persons who choose to work here. Um, and we drive each other to find new and better ways to do things. And I will say, and we have Marsha Blanco as our leader. And with that, we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We're coming back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives. 
but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcasts each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we have had a great show today because we've been talking to a friend of mine and a champion for all of us. Marsha Blanco, the CEO and President of Achieva. And I know we have a couple callers here, so first we'll take the caller from Louisiana. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, got a question for Marsha. Um, I'm sorry, your name again? Barry Meyer. Barry, okay. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. And uh, as I'm sure the country is aware, we are struggling with uh, recovery of, uh, from Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Rita. And one of the efforts that's underway is a complete redesign effort, uh, as requested by Secretary Levitt, of our whole health care delivery system, including uh, supports and services for people with disabilities. And our challenge is trying to uh, get the the mix and the integration of those publicly funded programs um, from the federal level into the those that might be privately funded, and then our archaic system of healthcare delivery uh, to to the charity system. My question for Marcia is: uh, Can you suggest any uh, examples of uh, efforts that have been made to um, integrate different funding streams into service? Delivery, not just in terms of health care or medical care, but in terms of long-term supports and services. Let me 
give it a crack, Barry. And, and first of all, let me uh, extend to all of our dear friends in, in Louisiana. Uh, I know you guys have been through so, so very much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I also know that people with significant disabilities um, were among those who have suffered some of the worst of uh, circumstances as a result of last year's hurricane. But uh, our, our thoughts uh, are with you. Uh, Barry, currently we have um, nearly every state, uh, as a result of the Deficit Reduction Act at the federal level, um, it is looking at the, the very structure of its current uh, Medicaid waivers, uh, particularly to people with, with disabilities. Um, and frankly, it, it, it scares me. It scares me because the impetus has been the Deficit Reduction Act, like mm-hmm. look at the middle word, reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, what the states are attempting to do, of course, is uh, to reorganize things to be less expensive and to uh, lower uh, the cost of, of Medicaid to the states. Um, one thing that, that I'd like um, your listeners to be aware of, Joyce, Medicaid as a primary source, of course, for uh, health care for people who are of low income and long-term supports for uh, people who are older or people who have disabilities. Medicaid has not been um, escalating. The cost of Medicaid has not been escalating at the rate of health care uh, overall. And, and while much has been made um, in, in Congress and the halls of our state legislators, um, about the escalation of Medicaid, it has actually been growing at a lesser rate than health care costs uh, in, in general. Uh, however, it, uh, as, as we know through the National Governors Association, uh, Medicaid became a, a very major issue, and the reduction of the uh, increased rates of Medicaid, um, Republicans and Democrats alike have seen as a major issue at the state level. Uh, Barry, I, I would direct you to a couple of states that have already done the work. Um, I find uh, Kentucky, uh, which just got through a massive uh, overhaul of its uh, entire Medicare, Medicaid system, um, and remarkably, I think it only took one week for uh, CMS, the uh, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, to approve a state plan, uh, I would ask one thing. Are, are there a lot of uh, customers, advocates involved in the redesign down in Louisiana? Um, there's a fair number. It's, it's a fairly tra- fast-track process. The uh, secretary wants uh, a package of waivers uh, delivered uh, October 20th. So we are on a fast-track, and we've been reaching out to as many folks as we can. It, this whole effort is been predominated by um, the medical professionals. Um, wow. And we are, you know, just in the last uh, few months uh, really interjected uh, the wide range of uh, stakeholders who have uh, more long-term supports and services as their interest and their concern. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm, uh, I'm going to give you my telephone number, and I can actually, uh, if, if you want to call me or just uh, email me, uh, Barry, uh, I can give you the list of states and the places that you can go to see what states have already gone through this process. Uh, and, and, and I think that there are some good things coming out of redesign. Uh, 
and, and I think at all costs, uh, you need to protect uh, those long-term supports for people with significant disabilities. Some states, um, in, in my read uh, of those things that have been approved by CMS, uh, are doing things better than others. And I mean, my chief suggestion would be just to you know take one of those long evenings, put them on the nightstand, and uh, read through uh, the disability sections of uh, those three, probably now four states uh, that uh, have been working on this for some time and already have approvals from CMS. Um, my my email address is m blanco b l a n c o at achieva dot info, and uh, I can get that info on to you. Best wishes with it. Gosh, you don't want to screw this one up. Oh, no, this is an opportunity that we don't want to let pass, but uh, we uh, want to uh, take advantage of all the effort that has been put out so far and uh, you know, weave that into what we're trying to do and make sure that all Louisianians have access to health care that uh, reflects quality and dignity. Well, I want to I just thank you for calling in, and I want to say that my uh, truest heartfelt wishes go with all of you in the state of Louisiana. Don't give up. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. I think we had one other caller on the line. Hello. Hello. We have a, Ned. Yes. Yes. Uh, hello, Marsha. Um, um, I've been very impressed by what I've heard about Ativa and particularly the family trust. Um, my my daughter is um, still in high school, but she's very shortly going to reach adulthood, and um, I'm very much interested in uh, uh, finding uh, services uh, of a similar nature, uh, such as uh, trustees uh, that could uh, operate a family trust here in Arizona. How would I go about um, locating an organization uh, of the same caliber as Achieva and uh, are any of the services of Achieva available to us here in, in Arizona? Um, we do have uh, supports and services. For instance, the Family Trust, uh, Ned, um, has uh, participants from a lot of different states. Um, obviously, we can't do um, all of the case management across the country uh, here from our Pittsburgh base. However, for folks who are out of state, we use organizations such as uh, local UCPs, uh, such as uh, supports coordinating units, such as the local ARCs, and we locate advocates in that area who can act as our emissaries so that they really get to know the person, uh, know the family, know what their particular wishes are, and uh, then in that case we just act really as uh, the fiduciary through the pool trust uh, in order to make those things happen for that individual or family. And Wonderful. I think you see a lot more networking of this type. Um, one of your previous callers, Joyce, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Hammerman, uh, has this as part of his vision. Uh, you know, we have built, uh, I think, this entire system in sort of insular uh, walls or silos, um, and, and uh, we're not really great about sharing uh, the newer things that can be done and the, the uh, exciting things that are happening uh, across the country. Uh, Joyce, you give us that voice, which is, which is great. And uh, the, the, the caller, uh, Ned, yeah. uh, I wish you and your daughter uh, well. She's, uh, she's approaching transition from right. school to work. 
uh, a well. I'm not sure whether she'll uh, uh, eventually uh, go into the job force. She said she has significant uh, delays. Uh, uh, she has both uh, autism and Down syndrome, but uh, we're looking for, uh, uh, we're hoping that she can have a very uh, rich and meaningful life at, uh, after her, or if she finishes uh, public school. Well, I wish Give her a good start. Yes, I wish her the very best. Marsha, bef- Ned, thank you for calling. Thank you. And, Marsha, before we go, do you have a message you would like to leave with our listeners today? Oh, for those listening, I uh, we, we spent some time on Medicaid. We spent some time on the Deficit Reduction Act and what implications that could have. It's advocate, advocate, advocate. Our voices are the voices that make a difference. Involve younger families. Involve younger professionals. Um, and and show that passion for the things that we all care so much about. Uh, we don't do it by talking with each other. We do it by talking with our congressmen, our, our uh, legislators, and, of course, our, our community at large. We need everybody behind us. Well, Marcia, you are one doing it, and thank you, thank you for being with us today on the show. I must end with a quote from an advocate, Ms. Marca Bristow, who says, we have to follow in the lines of Dr. King. We have to remember that it is our job not to stop segregation, but to foster true integration. Boy, that resonates with us because we remain among the most segregated people in the world, said Marga Bristow in a recent article. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice. Bye-bye. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.